Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of DNA Film Wars. Yeah, yeah. How's everybody? Well, it's just me and you, so... Oh, I guess that's fair. Um, it's uh, almost 10 o'clock on a Monday night. Yeah, I need to be going to bed soon. But anyway, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to review our Christopher Nolan film. You might hear this episode by July. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what movie did we watch again? Insomnia. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like a Christopher Nolan film that not everybody remembers. It's kind of like the forgotten stepchild. This seems like a very forgettable <laughs> Christopher Nolan movie. Like, I mean, if all the, of all the movies that Christopher Nolan's made, it's like nobody talks about Insomnia. Everyone no. talks about Memento. Everyone talks about the Dark Knight trilogy or Interstellar or Inception or whatever. Yeah. Not Honestly, so much I didn't know until you. about a few years ago that he directed this movie, and I had never seen it until I didn't just watch now. It <laughs> until a couple years ago, it was on Directv, and I saw and I saw it coming on, and I clicked on it, and it said directed by Christopher Nolan. I was like, "What? What? <laughs> it's like the same guy? <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, no. <laughs> uh, but anyway, I guess we should read a short plot synopsis and some people's. Yeah. Okay. So Insomnia is a nineteen ninety seven. No, I'm not. sorry. It's a 2002 American thriller based on a 1997 Norwegian film of the same name, and it tells the story of two Los Angeles homicide detectives investigating a murder in Nightmute, Alaska. <gasps> it's very basic. It's basically the setup. <laughs> and then it goes accurate. on to tell all of other stuff. <laughs> As of, of, of course, this movie is directed by Chris Nolan, Written by Hillary Seitz, so this one's not written by old Chrissy Chris. No. Or his brother. No. Based on the Norwegian film by some names I'm not going to even begin to try to butcher. <laughs> uh, starring Al Pacino, Robin Williams, and Hillary Swank. And music, once again, by David Julian. Ooh. Hans right. Zimmer will be here next week, don't worry. Thank or God. Next I love Hans Zimmer. Alright, so anyway. Uh, this is the first time you've watched this film, correct? This is the first time I've watched this one. Second time I've watched it. It's been a couple years since I watched it. Uh, did you... I mean, I didn't really have any... I guess... Like I said, the, the, I didn't realize... This, I didn't even know this was... I guess I didn't even know this was actually a movie until I was looking at Christopher Nolan's filmography on IMDb a couple years ago, and I was like, what is this? Mm-hmm. And then I started hearing a couple people talk about it on some uh, some you know movie review channels that I watch. I think Stuckman did a review or talked about it at one point in time. And uh, that's probably one of the first times I heard anyone talk about it. And I was like, well, I'd like to check that out sometime. Mm-hmm. Took me a couple years, but I finally watched it. I well, guess expectations, I mean, I was expecting a thriller to a degree. I was expecting more of a twist than there was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't even really say there's a huge twist per se. No, I mean, the audience knows most of the time. I mean, anybody who's, seen a, the anybody who's seen a movie ever can probably <laughs> spot the quote-unquote twist from a mile away, but mm. walking out of it, or I guess sitting here after watching it, it's all right. I wouldn't say it's Christopher Nolan's best work by any stretch. No, there's a reason it's the forgotten stepchild, I yeah. think. And so, yeah, so it starts out, you know, with Al Pacino and his partner showing up in Alaska, and you quickly kind of learn through their dialogue that they're the subject of an internal affairs investigation, so they've internal affairs kind of ship them up north while they're doing this investigation. Yeah. And Hillary Swank is a cop there. She's a big fan. Detective Ellie Burr. She's a big fan of of Pacino's character. But 
it's evident early on that Pacino's partner is considering taking a plea deal that will implicate Pacino, whose name Dormer. Will Dormer. Dormer with an N or N? I think it's Dormer with an M. Dormer. Uh, it's going to implicate Dormer in a in a in a thing that he did that we'll learn like towards the end of the movie. But I think it's an interesting setup. It is. Obviously, there's a ton of talent between our three main... Definitely. For someone who's only directed Mm -hmm. two quote-unquote feature films uh, before this, to be able to work with the kind of talent that he's given in this this movie, three Academy Award winners, Mm -hmm. is pretty impressive. I mean, not many directors on their third outing Mm -hmm. are working with a company as big as Warner Brothers and getting to work with Al Pacino Mm -hmm. and... Robin Williams mm-hmm. and Hillary Swank's in here too, but yeah, you know, she's a talented actress, <laughs> despite what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, uh, so there's a lot of talent, uh, obviously, and then behind the camera, Christopher Nolan. Obviously, he'd already shown what he was made of with Memento, which was a, a big critical hit. Yeah, um, and somewhat of a financial hit. So, uh, lots of talent going into this movie. It's not a bad movie. No, it's a well made it's well made definitely well made it's the cinematography is really is done really well i mean it's it's shot in a pretty area and a a, a nice landscape definitely a more muted color palette Mm -hmm. uh bluish gray for the majority of the movie yeah not kind of kind of similar to certain aspects of certain films that he's done but not you know what we've seen (laughs) huh some of the dark night some of the dark night movies have a grayish blue tint and like interstellar i think has a grayish blue tint even though i've never really seen it but uh uh, yeah definitely i would say so um, but it's very muted. Yeah, uh, I, and I would. I, this movie's biggest problem, I mean, just I mean, as a whole, is it is slow. It's slow. <laughs> uh, this is not a very traditional Christopher Nolan movie in any sense of the imagination. Uh, it's very linear, actually, for a Christopher Nolan movie. It's it's very linear. There's it's not really it's not really nonlinear at all compared to especially Memento or Fallen, which is completely sh- yeah. you know edited out of order. The only thing is there is a mysterious flashback that of of someone putting blood on something. That, yeah, yeah. But that's the, yeah, that's it. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, the movie's fairly linear, and it's not. It doesn't seem as a. Uh, as crisp or or, or uh, well paced as as other Christopher Nolan movies, I guess probably due to the fact that he had no hand in writing this. Yeah, it's based on a previous film that already existed, written by somebody else other than him. Yeah, so probably why it's the forgotten stepchild yeah. of Christopher Nolan's filmography. Yeah, so I mean the pacing. Yeah, that's a big part of the problem. Another thing is that it's about what did what did we say about. 50 minutes into the movie before the Yeah, first it's like 50 minutes before you ever even hear Robin Williams' voice in the movie. We see him. I mean, we had the chase scene through the fog, but you never see Robin Williams. Yeah, you Williams. don't see it's him. You don't hear him speak. Yeah, and it's probably a stunt double anyway. And so, and I'll go ahead and say that I like Robin Williams' turn as a, a psychopath in this movie. Yeah. I just, I don't think there's enough of him in this there's movie. There's not. For for I mean it's it's a two hour long movie hour fifty minutes I guess if you count credits so really I guess take a couple minutes out for credits hour fifty three it's two hours two <laughs> hours just say two hours uh, <laughs> for him to not show up until almost halfway into the movie or his voice not even show up until halfway in the movie and we don't actually get to see Robin Williams' face yeah. until over an hour in yeah and then by that point I mean he doesn't actually I mean obviously if you've if you know anything about movies or if you've read the cover or seen the cover. 
and the fact that he's not in this movie until an hour in, obviously he's going to be the killer. Yeah. But he doesn't reveal it until an hour and 20 minutes in, probably. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, you so much just look at the poster of this movie and you know, and, I mean, you pretty much know Robin Williams is the killer. But, I mean, I, once they get together, I like Al Pacino and Robin Williams scenes together a lot. Yeah, I the, think they're the best parts of this they're movie. They're both very talented actors, for sure. It's, like it's nice seeing too. Robin Williams in a different light other than what, you know, everyone's so used to seeing him in a more family-friendly, uh, light-hearted or comedic yeah. approach to his acting. Mm-hmm. He's not that in this at no, all. No, he's not. He's clearly insane. And I think he pulls it off pretty well. I mean, pretty subtle. Yeah. And But but really well done. Um, I like Al Pacino in this movie. I think he's good. Although I think one of my logic issues with the movie is that by the end of this movie, Pacino's gone about, we've been told he's gone about a week without sleep. I I mean, and you can see the effects on him, especially like the last ten minutes of this movie or whatever. But, but if he had really gone six days without sleep, he'd not be functioning. He would not be functioning like he does in this movie, no. No. But I think overall, Pacino does a fine job. And Hilary Swank, I think she's underutilized. Yeah. Uh, Especially for how talented an actress she is. I but mean, I think she, she does good with what she's given. She's won two Academy Awards for a reason. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think, I wish they had found more for her character to do. She um, does kind of get the, the big end sequences is for her kind of kind of her and Pacino her and Pacino yeah I mean it's the three big characters you know all get together and have the big end sequence uh another problem the action scenes in this movie are just not that thrilling they're not no I mean they're kind of just here here I mean they have to there's one where they're chasing people through some fog yeah and it's not very tense really I mean no I don't really feel the tension in it there's the scene where they where Pacino gets trapped under the logs in the river. It's probably the most intense scene. Probably in the, the movie. most intense scene, but I mean, you know, he's gonna make it out. So I definitely because the movie maybe. still has like an hour left. Yeah. So, and another issue is that any time that either Williams or Pacino had to do a lot of physical activity, there's very clearly some stunt doubles. It's a lot. Yeah, they obviously avoid their faces because it's stunt doubles. Because by this point, they were relatively old men. You know. <laughs> So yeah, a lot of a lot of the more actiony stuff is done by stunt doubles, and it's pretty obvious, which is it is what it is, I guess. But it's not really an action-driven film. This is a crime drama, crime mystery thriller, mystery thriller, I guess. Something <laughs> kind of like he's you know because Robin Williams is writing mysteries or whatever, <clears throat> Twin Peaks, detective novels or whatever, and that's what this is. Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> but so the, the beginning of it does feel very Twin Peaks esque. Yeah. But uh, yeah. maybe maybe Christopher Nolan had seen David Lynch's Twin Peaks. One thing I do appreciate is this movie, like a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, asks hard questions, and it does. You know, it want well. I'll, let me back up a little bit. So one of the things that we're supposed to, I think, question during the course of this movie is: Did Pacino shoot his partner on accident? Or was it on purpose? Or was it on purpose? Now, I think they undersell it. I don't think they sell it hard enough. Pacino dropped some lines about he, how he's not even sure. But I, I never really get the impression that he shot his partner on purpose. No. I think that is kind of undersold. I mean, there's definitely, you can tell throughout the throughout the movie when his partner's in it before he's shot, that there's some tension between yeah. them and they're, they're not really happy with each other. Yeah. Uh, there's a scene where when they first get to the hotel in Alaska, they're... 
uh, getting ready to sit down for dinner and his partner makes a comment and Pacino gets up and walks away because he's frustrated with the, with the situation. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I mean, they don't really set up a large enough conflict between these two individuals that you could believe that Al Pacino even even maybe subconsciously killed him on purpose. Yeah. I think that's in itself, but the the hard hitting question I do appreciate that they ask because I think this movie does ask the question: Is Pacino? Because we learn the mysterious flashback we keep having is that Pacino there was a case with a child molester that this man brutally murdered a child basically, uh, and Pacino knew there wasn't enough evidence against him to convict him, so he planted some blood of the child in in the in the child molester's house, and I think this movie does ask the question. Was it right for Pacino, for Pacino's character to do that, even though it was illegal, but to get this child molester behind bars? Yeah, definitely questioning, you know, morals of police officers, yeah. stuff like that. So. And I don't think it answers. I think it leaves you kind of, the, the reviewer up to kind of decide that for themselves, which I appreciate. And a lot of Christopher Nolan movies do that same thing. And I think that's... Trying to be somewhat ambiguous, yeah. but not in a pretentious kind of way. Yeah. And so I, I appreciate that. I, I think that's a a hard hitting question that yeah. he leaves open ended, which is, is a nice is a nice touch on this film. You can definitely feel Nolan's hand on that. <laughs> but other than that, I, I just also I don't feel like there's a lot of style to the direction. No, of this it's movie. it's 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 not it's not very stylistic as far as far as a Christopher Nolan film goes. I mean you, you think of Christopher Nolan being able to film action sequences very well. He frames dialogue in certain ways that makes them interesting. This is really kind of just I mean, maybe it's because it wasn't his his yes, story. story, and he kind of, maybe Warner Brothers. I think this was the first movie he actually produced or or had any hand in in creating for Warner Brothers. Maybe Warner Brothers was like, "All right, we Wasn't know you want to, huh?" Was Memento not? Warner I don't Brothers. think Memento was a Warner Brothers movie. I can check for you. I thought it was. I thought I had read somewhere making my, maybe I'm making this up where. Warner Brothers basically said, "We'll let you do Memento." No, Memento movie. was a uh, a Summit Entertainment Team Todd production distributed by New Market Films. Oh, well, maybe not. So I think, if I'm not mistaken, this was his first film with Warner Brothers, and Warner Brothers probably was like, he came to Warner Brothers was like, "Listen, I really want to do this." Maybe he, maybe at one point he walked in and was like, he had been talking about Batman because Lord knows he works on scripts for forever and a day. Yeah. Maybe he walked into Warner Brothers like, guys, I really want to make. A raw, gritty, realistic, dark kind of take on Batman, mm-hmm. and they were like, "We'll let you do that, but you have to make this you movie have to first. make this movie first. Which is kind of what it feels like. I don't feel like there's a lot of passion from. No, it, it's just you know he maybe he he probably just made this movie and was like, "All right, now let me make Batman. <laughs> yeah, let's do Batman. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how I feel about this movie. I mean, it's made by some good filmmakers, got some good talent, but I just don't feel like there's a ton of passion behind it. That's basically at least not movies. behind the camera. Yeah, at least not behind the camera. I I do think the actors are. Everyone's are doing a really good job. I I really like Al Pacino and and Robin Williams, yeah. especially in this movie. And Hillary Swink, like you said, really is underutilized for as yeah. talented as she is. Yeah, but but uh, are we ready for some final thoughts? I mean, I guess. All right. We can if you want. There, do you want to keep going? Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know that I have really anything else to say. All right. Well. Why don't you start with some final thoughts then? <laughs> <laughs> well, overall, like 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 we've said, I mean, it's it's a decent movie, but you can tell that it's not really 
what you would re- recognize as, as a Christopher Nolan film, and I think that's probably why it really is forgotten in his filmography. Like I said, I'd never really heard about it until a few years ago, and I didn't know it was a Christopher Nolan movie until I heard people talking about it on movie review channels that I watch. And so, watching it, I was expecting something more out of it being a Christopher Nolan movie, and I I kind of didn't get what I was expecting out of it. But overall, I mean, it's got some it's got some scenes that are with with Al Pacino and other characters that are uh, it have have some snappy and witty dialogue that I enjoy. the The setup for the movie is intriguing, and it asks real real questions that are nice about like people's morals and stuff like that. That are that are cool questions to ask in a movie, and they leave you slightly ambiguous at the end of the movie. But overall, it's just kind of bland I guess is the best word for it it's it's not really filmed necessarily in a way that's intriguing compared to other Christopher Nolan movies it's not non-linear so we're not we don't have that aspect to you know give you any intrigue into what's going on in the movie it's just very straightforward to the point I mean the cinematography is 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 done well it's just not done in a Christopher Nolan way I guess is the, is what, is the way I'm trying to put it so it just seems like he was handed this movie, and they were like, all right, you make this movie, we'll let you do what you want, and this is kind of what we got. Acting is great across the board uh, for you know our main three, and then the music is, is decent in this film as well. I'm going to give it three stars. Yeah, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I mean, this movie is well-crafted from a technical standpoint for the most part. I mean, it's not poorly made, but... Yeah, it lacks style. It lacks that Christopher Nolan non-linear touch. I think the actors are doing the best of what they're given, and they're it's pretty good. But I, I, I do think that they could have done more with this movie. I, it's tedious. It's very tedious. It's very it's overly tedious. long, and the pacing is slow. And the action sequences are not thrilling. I don't think Robin Williams is utilized to the best of their, his ability. I definitely don't think Hilary Swank is utilized to the best of her abilities. Uh, I think Pacino does a decent job carrying this movie, but I mean his character is really—I I think they run out of things to say about his character <laughs> after a while. And I mean this movie, it—you uh, know—it's fine. That's the best I can say about it. You know, it's perfectly—it's—I I don't know—it's it, okay to watch if you're bored for two hours, but. It's definitely, if I'm thinking about Christopher Nolan, it's not the first movie I grab off the shelf. No, definitely uh, not. Definitely not. It's, it's definitely one of his lower tier I, movies. As far as I'm concerned from the ones that I've seen, I would probably put this pretty close to the bottom, if not the bottom. Yeah, I, probably. Not to preview our final rankings at the end of the thing. Yeah. But yeah, I would definitely say it's not going to be at the top tier. No. So yeah, I agree with you. I think it's a three star effort. So, you know, I mean, I mean, it's not a bad movie. I don't think Christopher Nolan is capable of making a bad movie. No, I've not seen a bad Christopher Nolan movie. I mean, this one... From what I understand, Interstellar is some people's least favorite, but... Yeah, some people don't like I've it. not seen it. I've, I've heard it's good from a lot of people. I've heard it's bad from a lot of people, but... I don't think Christopher Nolan is capable of making a truly bad movie. Probably not. Uh, I think there are some borderline mediocre movies, including this one, but... Now it's a three star effort, and that's what I'll give give uh, Nolan for it. So yeah, but I think things pick up a little bit with our next film. Right? Yeah, next next Christopher Nolan movie that we'll be talking about is gonna be uh, 
Batman Begins. Batman Begins. 2005 is Batman Begins. This is probably the movie that really, really is what started giving me my love for movies. I remember, uh, I'd, I'd seen movies before this in theaters, obviously, but this is probably the movie that I went to in theaters and really walked out was like, oh my God, you know, that was really good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, like, I think the first movie that, I th- we talked about this in, you know, our intro episode, like the first movie that I really remember, like vividly remember seeing in theaters was probably... Spy Kids 3 and 03. Uh, I would have been about three or four at the time when it came out. Other than that, I mean, I'd seen movies here and there, but I remember, like, really, really remember my grandmother came up to me one day, or we were driving around. She lived in Dallas at the time. She's like, all right, we can go to a Rangers game, or we can go watch Batman Begins. And I specifically remember saying, I don't want to go to a Rangers game. I want to go see Batman. I want to go see Batman. And walked out and really enjoyed it, so... Well, Even at the good. age of five or six. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So. I, I, I really like that And this, movie. that movie's 15 years old this year. Uh, getting a little old, Aaron, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, we're getting old. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, I guess it'll be next week. And, or not or next, next week, month sometime. Next month or sometime. Other than that, we should be reviewing Mulan unless they push it back for some reason. I think it's a little late for that. I but. mean, Bond just got pushed back. I guess we'll talk about news. Uh, Bond uh, got Bond's pushed been back. pushed back to November. What do you think? I think it's going to hurt Godzilla. It's going to hurt Godzilla if Godzilla doesn't up and move. I don't know. I I think probably financially, I mean, they lost marketing money because they had been marketing it pretty heavy leading up to this April 10th release date. But obviously they have to have that Chinese box office for these blockbusters to be able to turn a profit anymore because they're so damn expensive. (laughs) So uh, they're just going to hope and pray the Chinese economy and... and, uh, Everything is back up and running by the You know, I read somewhere that before they filmed this movie, uh, MGM offered Daniel Craig like $100 million to come back and make two more of these. Uh, I'm sure they did. And he turned it down. turned it down. That's wild. I heard that he turned down Billie Eilish's first song and she had to write another one. Really? Daniel Craig did? Yeah. Interesting. So he had a lot of say in this movie, for better or worse. It's his last one. Andrew and I are on a quest to watch every James Bond movie ever made. I have... 25 of them. 24 of them. 26. 24. I think there's 26. This this is Bond number 25, No Time to Die is. Isn't there like a couple that... There's a spin-off. Count there's a spin-off that doesn't count that Sean Connery came back and did in the 80s, I think. I don't think they counted, though. Nah, well, we're going to watch all of them. So I will tell you. What so there's I think 26. If you, if that really is a spinoff and they don't count it, then 26, including the one that's coming out this year. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna review them. Or, I mean, not review them. We're gonna watch them, <laughs> Andrew and I. And uh, we we only watched the first two. We were gonna try to cram them all before the 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 movie comes out in April. But now but you don't have to cram. Now we don't have to cram. We can just take our time, watch them during the summer. It'd be good, good old time. So, uh, but we've watched the first two, and I I actually enjoy them more than I thought I would. Anyway, um, other than that, I know uh, some other news that has happened since the last episode that I don't think we talked about in the last episode. Steven Spielberg is stepping down from Indy Five, supposedly giving it over to James Mangold. Yeah, I read that. And, what do you think? Uh, I, I mean, think it's a good choice. If, I mean, James uh, Mangold's a talented director for sure. He's, I haven't seen a James Mangold movie. I did not. No, I mean, so. uh, see, Walk the Line is great. Logan is one Logan's of my favorite movies. Excellent. Of all time. Uh, Ford v Ferrari this past year was really, really good. Yeah. Wolverine is questionable, but I think that had a lot of studio interference. There's a interference. lot of studio interference, yeah. So I won't take, I won't blame him for that one. But but I mean, he's a he's a very talented director. I think, I don't know, if they're if they do bring him in. 
I think the movie will get pushed back. What's it slated for right now? Like summer of next year. Yeah, I don't think they are gonna have it done by then. If they bring if they bring him in, I think it gets pushed back. And Harrison Ford is old, man. He is old. I mean, if they push it back anymore, he's gonna be like eighty before they start filming this yeah. thing. I, 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 can he do Indy at eighty? CGI can when he needs to do some stunts or something or stunt doubles. I, mean, I guess. I mean. As much as I like Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones, I mean, if James Mangold's going to step in, I mean, why not just reboot it? Oh, I hate reboots. I hate that word. I don't think Steven Spielberg is a big fan of reboots either. I don't think Steven Spielberg gives two shits. No. I don't know. But Hence why he stepped down. Yeah. He's probably like, nah, I'm out, y'all. I'm over um, it. Any other major? Uh, new Black Widow trailer dropped today. I did watch that. What do you think? Unfortunately. Not a fan? What are they doing with like the Captain America thing? Like, is I don't even know. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting know. movie. I don't even care. It's gonna be cookie cutter Marvel. Cookie cutter Marvel. That's the best way to describe it, I guess. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> do they even care about this movie? Does Marvel even care about this? movie? I don't think Marvel even cares. They didn't even bother to push it back yet for Chinese box office. No, because <laughs> Lord knows Disney likes to make money. I'm surprised they haven't pushed Mulan back. Mulan's biggest I market's going to be China. I'm shocked they did not push Mulan back because Mulan desperately needs the Chinese box office. Cause if it's, it, it's You said it's not tracking well for not a tracking great well for domestic box office. Domestic. Right? It's tracking for like a, like a $40 million opening or something I read. Oh. So, yeah, they really need the Chinese box office. They really office. need the Chinese box office. And they're not going to get that. it. I, I maybe that I maybe Disney just decided by this it was too late by the time it maybe was I mean the movie's already expensive enough as it is from what I've read it's like two hundred eighty million dollars something an like that expensive movie very two, expensive. like two hundred eighty million dollars not not counting marketing yeah I mean they can always release it later in China I mean maybe it's, I mean that happens a lot I mean yeah. they release movies later in China but usually they don't have how a much huge later gap. This is gonna, usually they don't have a huge gap that's why they pushed Bond back they didn't want to have a huge gap. Because, you know, everybody already know what happened. <laughs> everybody already illegally downloaded by the time they come down <laughs> in the United States. But maybe, um, maybe, maybe uh, they'll probably just end up releasing it later in China, a re-release or something. Stupid. Something. Uh, but not our concern. So. Oh, but well, we're going to see it on March 27th, as far as we're aware. I am, I am kind of interested to see. I'm, I'm intrigued to see it. But I think we're rambling. Yeah, just a little bit. But other than that, mm-hmm. uh... As long as that doesn't get pushed back sometime between now and the next couple weeks, uh, we will be watching Mulan and talking about that. And then next month, we will be talking about some sort of new release. We're not sure yet because nothing's really coming out in April that I really care about seeing anymore. Other than that, we're going to be reviewing Batman Begins for a Christopher Nolan retrospective. So keep a lookout for that. That's right. If you want to listen to us talk about giant monster movies, you can listen to us on Stomp This Way, which you can find on all major podcast listening services. Accurate. Um, but as far as this podcast goes, you can contact us at dnafilmwars at gmail.com. Yep, we're also up on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so make sure you give us a like or a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about us. That's right. Uh, but other than that, I think that's all we have for you this week. Absolutely. So as always, thank you for listening. I'm Aaron. I'm Dylan, and we'll catch you in the next one.